Hello, I am Dr. Timothy Hart, also known as the Dr. Connexpert. I'd like to thank you for coming and listening to this podcast. I'm hoping that in the prior ones, you would be blessed by it. Anyway, the last time we were here, we talked about marriage, but the last session we had, we talked about what do you have that you are presenting to other people. And in that, we talked about doing a self-examination. And I'm hoping that uh, if you have listened to any of the podcasts that you are starting to take uh, some of the principles to heart, and one of them is get a journal. Now, I want to say this because uh, it's, it's not understood by a lot of people why you keep a journal. Well, the brain, it's a rather sensitive piece of equipment, yet it's durable, but it is very accurate. And it knows how much you can store in short-term memory and in long-term memory. One of the reasons we uh, keep a journal is so that those things which are in short-term memory can have a secondary place of storage. It's just like if you have a computer you have a computer and you uh, have the autosave, maybe you're typing a letter or your resume and you have autosave on your, on the program, but you haven't saved it formally and you save it to your flash drive or some other exterior media. And so if something happens to the computer itself, it crashes and you don't get an opportunity to save it, you already have it on an external source. This is what that journal does. It provides an external source. It also uh, becomes a place where you can build on those ideas. Many people who are very successful keep journals. Uh, Many people who are uh, in the planning stages of any project or endeavor keep a journal. Why? Because brainstorming is an important part of the creative process. A lot of musicians keep journals. I come up in the era of the rapper and we notice that rappers, many times you see them walking around with their notebooks. They get inspired, they find their muse or something happens and they'll sit down and they'll start writing whatever comes to their mind. Some of the greatest rappers, uh, some of the most uh, prosperous rappers, the ones that have really made it, had that as their ritual. So it is the same thing in any area that you're trying to improve. And in this case, we're trying to improve our relationships. But it starts with yourself. So you have to really get to know yourself. Most people don't know themselves very well. And so they keep introducing things to themselves and those things don't work. And either one or two things will happen. Either they'll try to keep it to their own demise or they are hurting the other person or the thing. Or they'll just get fearful and not want to bother with things at all, which is uh, shows a lack of character to run away from a problem every time you see one. But if you understand yourself and you are sure of what you want, then walking away from a problem is not a big deal. In fact, I encourage it if you want to keep your sanity. So as we talked about the last time, we talked about those things which are not good in your character and you know it 
you have to take stock in that. You don't have to tell everybody. As a as a, a Christian, as a righteous person, we have a way that we deal with it. We take it to God. We take our prayer journal, those of us who are serious about having a relationship with God. We take our prayer journal and we talk to God about it. We actually have a conference. As it says in the book of Isaiah, come let us reason together. Will your sins be as scarlet? They'll be white as snow. So God wants to help you to fix that problem. But if you're not a God-fearing person, if you, if you don't have a religion, then whatever methodology you use is going to start with uh, in-depth analysis, which means that journal is going to be important either way it goes. There are some people who have bad relationships and they have bad relationships because they believe they can do things with impunity. I can do what I feel is right despite who it hurts. And they are very unapologetic. If they hurt you, it's, you shouldn't have been in the way, that type of thing. That kind of person medically is called a narcissist. That term is thrown around quite a bit. And we have to be careful of how we label people because false labeling is also a character flaw. When you call things a thing based on your feelings and not based on fact. In fact, if you keep calling things according to your feelings and fact, guess what? You may create an environment where that thing or that person may act just like the very thing you claim them to be. It's called reaping and sowing. And in some places it's called karma. And just so we're clear, karma and reaping and sowing are not the same. Reaping and sowing is the inner workings of karma. Just so you understand. Many Christians get tied up with the word karma because it, it's not a so-called Christian word. It doesn't fit their jargon. And we already know. If you have been around and alive any extended period of time and you watch religious people, you can tell who loves their God and who doesn't. It doesn't take rocket science to know that you know there are a group of Muslims that love their God so much they'd give their life for them. It doesn't take rocket science to know that the samurai back in his day believed so strongly in the code of honor that he would rather take his own life than to allow someone else to take it. So if you're a Christian listening to this broadcast, you need to question how much do you love your God? If you love your God, he has instructions as to how you're supposed to act around people. And that is your guide. When you are in front of people, the Bible says if you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. Because we all operate in the realm of reciprocity. We give and take. We give to the world, we get from the world. If you spend too much time trying to take, that's another character flaw. That could cause the downfall of your relationships. And here's a newsflash if you didn't already know. Everybody is intrinsically connected in some way. If on a basic way, we're all connected by the same spirit. We all come from the same earth. We're all made of the same basic composition. So don't you think for one minute that when you approach someone that they don't know. 
they may speculate in their conscious mind, but their inner man picks up the signals. They know when you're going to abuse them. They know when you are needy. They know when you are controlling. They also know when you're loving and caring. They also know when you're loyal and that you'll make sacrifices for them. People know these things. However, at the risk of uh, trying to vocalize it, most people can't vocalize what they feel about you. And many times they won't tell you. They would rather avoid you, which is probably a better deal in some cases. But now we're talking about you because in the next uh, few seconds, we're going to talk about how we present that new self. How do we show the world that we are a different person? And it doesn't mean you're proving anything, but it's just manifesting those things that you have learned. And here's a news flash. The golden rule applies in all cases. And remember, there is no excuse for bad behavior. It doesn't matter what your state of mind is. Abusing people is wrong. So if you curse at somebody because you're angry, guess what? You're wrong. If you curse at a person that's hurting you, it's wrong. If you if you hit someone, even in defense, it's wrong. But there's a thing called justifiable defenses. The law even picks it up. If you uh, someone is attacking you and you feel your life is threatened, you can kill them to stop them from killing you. It's called justifiable homicide. But when we talk about the karma, we talk about the reaping and sowing. If it is really, it is really a case of you defending yourself, then you'll be rewarded because what you did was justice. But if it wasn't, then count on you meeting death sometime in your future. It might not be today, might not be tomorrow. But you can rest assured, as I've said throughout the series, there is for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. There is always something. There is no action that you can perform that does not bring something after it. Because that's the way of the universe. Now, many people are suffering behind karmic debt. In other words, they done dropped so much mess on people and uh, created so much havoc wherever they go. Even when they turn around and start to do good things, they have to learn the lessons about the crimes they committed. They might not be crimes punishable by prison, but just remember every time you hurt someone, that's another person who may take uh, and injure someone else because of the pain that you inflicted. So it becomes a technical effect. We want to listen to our hearts when it comes to doing this self-analysis for improvement because there are some things that we just need not to do despite what we think is right to do. Sometimes we run into a situation where we have to uh, think and rethink a situation and hopefully we've chosen the right way in the absence of any formal teaching, which is most of life. You just have to think what is right and how do you know what is right 
what would you want done to you in that situation? So, moving forward, whenever you uh, get your day started in the morning, see your journal in your journal, you'll probably see a regular habit of particular things that cause a certain attitude when you leave your house. Sometimes it starts before you went to bed and you slept on it. And when you woke up in the morning, in your mind and in your heart, it wasn't finished. So you start your day that way. This is what happens when you have arguments and you have stresses and you have uh, issues within your home in a relationship. You go to sleep with those things. You go to sleep with it. Then you wake up and it's like it's reactivated. You could have had the best dream in the world, but you wake up and you look at that person laying next to you or you see that person eating breakfast with you and you remember what they did yesterday because you haven't gotten by it. And here's a newsflash, people. We're not governed by time. We're not governed by time, which is why when you dream, it appears that you're either going back in time to re-experience an event or you're moving forward in time in a preemptive manner and you see something coming, which is what people believe to be a prophetic gift. To be able to see what's coming before it comes. And that's how the creator deals with us. And because he doesn't, he's not governed by time. He doesn't have to speak to you within your realm of understanding. So sometimes you, you'll get prepared for an event because he'll let you know in your dream. Sometimes he'll give you a lesson about something you've done before by taking you back to an event where you're uh, in it up to your ears. So what we want to understand from today is this. We have to do the work. You have to do the work. You need a constant look at yourself. If you got too many things going on, you need to be able to take some time throughout the day to sit and let your brain calm down so that you can assess the quality of your actions so that you're putting the best out in the world. So, if you're doing your journal right, you should be on your anger now. You should be on your frustration now. You should be on all those things that are really that really cause you a bad time. Hurt feelings, anger, frustration. What sets you off? What what buttons do you have that could be pushed? That's where you should be now. Because there are people that are gonna come into your life and this is how you know that you're not done yet. Someone triggers something by doing something they do normally. And I give you a prime example. We live in tough times and there are a lot of people who are homeless, people who are displaced. And you, you know that you have a problem with poverty. If you walk by one of them and you get angry and you start calling them uh, in your head or maybe out loud, you start saying they stink, you start judging how they got there and whatever that says that in your mind you're not done with it and you're still pretty much afraid of the fact that you might one day end up like that because we've been rehearsing 
throughout our adult life that you're one paycheck away from being evicted or having your house foreclosed on or having your car repossessed. So with this journal, you should be pinpointing every falsehood you've ever operated under. Which means that if you're a Bible, if you're a Bible reader, that means that in, instead of just listening to your preacher blindly, you need to read the scriptures he's reading or she's reading. Make sure she's saying it or he's saying it correctly. And anything that doesn't line up with that book, it does not say that you have to keep it because they're your leader. You have to do what the creator tells you to do because they are just guardians, but God is your true leader. And it is the same in Islam. It is the same in Sikhism. It is, it's the same in Zoroastrianism. It is the same in Buddhism. It's the same everywhere. They're just putting a different spin based on the language and culture. Now, how do we prepare ourselves to meet the public? Well, let me come from the man's point of view first, because men, it's pretty easy. Men, we have to stay in character, being logical creatures that we are. You have to stay in character. Make sure you minimize brain stress by preparing for your day the night before. Prepare your lunch if you're going to take one. If you don't prepare your lunch, get it get it factored in how much money you're going to spend and even possibly where you're going to eat at, which is probably uh, pretty common and consistent with most men. We go to the same places for lunch every day. Uh, we don't switch up and change up too much. When we want to take something for lunch, we don't uh, haggle and dicker about what it is that we pull out of the fridge to put into containers. We'll just grab a, you know, if the dinner was good, the meatloaf was good, we'll take some meatloaf for lunch the next day. It's real, real simple for us. But just what we do is just prepare your day. Line up your clothing. In fact, what I do is I line my clothing up for the week. So that way on Monday, all I have to do is grab my Monday clothes. On Tuesday, grab my Tuesday clothes. I judge my lunch based on what my wife prepares. If she prepares something, then, and I know she always prepares more than I can consume. So that's what I'm taking for lunch the next day. Boom, I'm simple. The only thing I may have to change is if the weather is different. I may have to wear boots as opposed to uh, tactical shoes. I may have to wear a raincoat as opposed to a regular jacket. But it's real simple. But for women, it's not that simple. It's not that simple because you have more moving parts that you consider to be important. For example, your hairdo, and there are many of you that wear makeup, and there are many of you that have, a, have an array of footwear, and uh, you have a plethora of fragrances. And then there's the fact that your schedules are not consistent because you may talk on the phone with your girlfriend a little bit too long the night before and you don't get in the bed at the right time and then you get in the bed and then you don't go straight to sleep you turn on the television maybe or a radio or you start playing a game in the bed you don't get straight to the business of sleeping and by the time you get to sleep it's maybe uh it's maybe two to three hours after you lay down initially and then you have to be up okay 
at eight or nine or seven or eight, depending on where you work. And if you went to bed at at, at nine o'clock and you don't get to sleep until one o'clock, you don't have much time. Which is why we see nowadays many women preparing themselves in their vehicles on the road. Because they got up, they were in a hurry. In fact, the travel cup was not designed for a man, it was designed for women. Just a piece of trivia. Many of the things that are used to get going in the morning were designed for women. A man was real simple, a thermos and a lunchbox. Or a briefcase or a satchel that's it so get yourself ready before you leave home so that way you don't have that worry you can think some positive thoughts on the way out I would suggest that you set your alarm on your coffee coffee maker I have an awesome coffee maker I can set the timer on it I put my coffee in put my water in and my alarm by my bed goes off and then the alarm on my coffee machine starts my coffee so all i have to do is get up do the you know do some minor washing or maybe take a shower which takes about three minutes go grab my daily clothes go grab whatever footwear i'll still when i'm in my night clothes i'll go outside check the weather make sure that i don't have to do anything special with that come back in jump in my clothes and everything is ironed up and pressed and then i go in and i pour my coffee into my coffee cup because i know i'm going to have about a half hour to before I walk out the door, put my lunch in my bag, boom, and then I'm waiting. I'm relaxing. I can drink that first cup of coffee and I can revel over the flavor and think about how awesome it is and how great it would be to be able to be at home drinking this coffee as opposed to having to go to work with it. I'm ready to leave home. I'm ready to embrace my day. With the women, I don't, it's, it's not as clear. There's the hustle and bustle and then there's times when women operate under another social principle, competition. And they have to uh, act a, a specific way because remember something, the women don't get as paid as much as the men. And you know, she's working in a man's area. So you know, she has to get paid the same how much she wanna demonstrate that she's great and she's awesome. And when she really is already, despite the situation. See, the way, of, the way of the universe is everything doing where it can do its best work. Trees don't compete with flowers in the field. Grass doesn't compete with bushes in the field. Grass does what it does, bushes do what they do. Have you ever noticed, have you ever seen a, a group of birds together fighting for the right to be the best bird? But you'll see blackbirds together and you'll see you'll see finches together and you'll see sparrows together and they're all together. Blackbirds, they're all they all together. Pigeons, they'll eat the same food, they'll eat the same. They're together. And no one's arguing over who's the best looking, who is the biggest, who is the smartest. But it's all about the food source. Let me get what I can get. And even if the big bird wants to bully a smaller bird, the smaller bird just goes away and finds a place where he can eat unfettered why women can't do that I have no clue don't ask me I've been trying to figure it out but of course I'm a man and I think logically and I understand and respect the emotionality of women because another word for emotions is creativity 
It is the creative mind that has made things better. It is the creative mind that gives the ideas that logic can put the pieces together and put them in order. So we respect the emotions because they are not all bad. Anyway, so if you prepare yourself for your day, you'll make a better presentation. And then when you get to your office or wherever your workplace is, if you happen to work in an office, arrange your desk. Do some feng shui on your desk to reflect a happy situation, a happy place. Even though you're only going to spend eight hours there, eight to ten hours there, make it a happy place. Put on some positive things. Put some sticky note on your wall. If it, You know, what, what works sometimes is having a calendar with some positive stuff on it. So you can go in there looking when you want to daydream. You can daydream on something positive. Limit who calls you at work. I'm the kind of husband that when my wife goes to work, I let her work. I don't have to call her. I miss her, but I don't have to call. But most women are the other way around. When they miss someone, they got to get on the phone. You may want to curb that habit if you want to be better, because it's better to miss something. You really appreciate the time you spend with it. So with that being said, And now you have some bird's eye view as to how to prepare yourself for your day. Hopefully you've looked at all of the, all of the, uh, the flowers in your life and all of the boogers in your life. And you're starting to arrange your flowers in such a way that people see a nicely groomed garden and they don't see the boogers, which are in the trash can of your psyche that you can get rid of those things. Unless some of those traits serve you in some kind of way that we'll talk about later on down the road so without any further ado we're going to wrap this up so if you have your journals hopefully you'll take some notes from today and you'll go about doing the work because it's all about work it's all about work okay those things that are at rest remain at rest unless there's a force equal or opposite to move it those things that are in motion remain in motion until they find a force equal or stronger than it to stop it. So right now, take advantage of the inertia, the mental inertia. If you spend time by yourself, as this pandemic has done for many of us, allowed us some time alone. And we could sit and think about the kind of person that we are. And so when things get back to normal, we can present a better person when we come out of the cocoon of the quarantine. This is Dr. Timothy Hart, the Dr. Connexpert. You all have a great day.